0: Welcome back to the Bible Caddy Podcast. I'm William Kane, and I'm joined by my good buddies, Ben Crane and Webb Simpson. What's up, boys?
1: What's up,
2: bud? Good to be back, Weber. Benjamin. pleasure. Benjamin, I mean, I see a fish on your hat. I mean, are you in the hunting spirit right now? What's, <laughs> tell us about what you've been doing. Uh, just went to
1: Arkansas with uh, one of our best friends, Seg Wheeler, and um, just did some bird hunting, duck hunting, full baptism into that world. (laughs) But there's so much going on there from like, just, I mean, a character study on the guides are, you know, just redneck, (laughs) Bill. It's so fun just to listen to their accent, let alone just their way of life, duck dynasty plus plus. And then just like the beauty of all the birds and all the birds, you know, are traveling, you know, through Arkansas, making their way South and, um, and then we had some good hunts and got some different birds. Just like the, the different designs Scott's put together on these birds is absolutely breathtaking. So, And then got some geese as well. speckle bellies, uh, really good eating. So it
2: was a really, really fun trip. I mean, to the listeners, one of the things that I think William and I both appreciate about Ben the most, or one of the things is like when he gets into something, he gets into it. And so if he's passionate about a subject, like, you can learn a lot. And so, I'm I'm curious is hunting going to be like, are you going to get into it? I'm not going to, this is going to be like a once a year thing. If, you know, I'm kind of like, I'll
1: go if you invite me, whatever, but I'm yeah. probably not going to go to Bass Pro Shops and buy, you know, every <laughs> season piece of camo. That, that, you know, but there is this really, really cool brand named Sitka. It's like lifetime warranty jackets and stuff, whatever. They're like a thousand bucks. And I'm like, hmm, that'd be nice. So I'm like, Heather? oh, <laughs> but i wear like once a year. I'm like, no, no, stop. Just walk away. I love oh, it.
0: Bye bye, Puma. Hello, Sitka, for the new sponsorship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Brian Harmon, scoot over. I'm coming in with Columbus.
1: <laughs> Columbia, I mean. Columbus. <laughs>
0: That's that how bloody. much I did not know. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, boys. Well, big, big story in the world of golf this week. <laughs> Biggest story in a while is John Rom going to live. So react to it.
2: Man, I'm I was surprised. Uh you know, I'm sad about it. You know, I don't want to lose one of the best players in the world, a Masters champion, US Open champion. Um but we are in kind of a hold your breath period right now. It seems like although uh I think the PGA Tour does want to see um all of us playing together one day. Um Yasser's continuing to hire players away from the PGA Tour and I hope other guys don't go, but I'm afraid other players might. Um, and, you know, I, the, here's why I was surprised. John Rahm told me last year at the U.S. Open that he wasn't going to go. Now, I know, you know, people can change their mind, and that's fine. And maybe um, <clears throat> his plan has changed for what he thinks is best for him and his career. But um, we lost a great player, uh, one of the best. And, you know, I, I still I wish him well, but I'd love to – you know, get them back. I don't know how we do that, but uh, we'll try. There's yeah.
1: Obviously such strong opinions on these side. I don't know if you guys saw Jack Nicholas's comments, but I mean, you know, he's like, he doesn't, he basically says, I, I can't believe this tour is so bad that they're having to pay someone this much money, you know, to, to come play it. Um, but I can see, you know, that this is like, I mean, generational wealth that the, these guys are offering to these players and they're going to play less um, and it's less stressful and they're going to play their majors. I get it. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. feels just disappointing. Obviously um, he's one of the top five players that everyone wants to watch every week. He's such a gifted player. Uh, and he's he knows so much about the history of the game and he's so passionate about like, if I put anyone on a, on a panel like of the history of golf and who's won what and why and the different eras of the game, whatever, John Rom would be my number one guy. He he knows more about the game of golf. He just hmm. studies it, loves it. So super disappointed, but maybe uh, we will have a way back to uh, all playing together one day. But it was interesting. My my thought was okay. So he makes what? do He make three hundred million. Yeah, I don't know the, the actual number. Something like that. And so, Webb, you can speak to this, but if you make $300 million and let's say we merge again, well, then they might have to use some of that $300 million to buy back in to the tour um, because there's going to be ownership of the tour shares given to some of the higher ranking players. So interesting thought. Don't know how yeah. it's all going to work out.
2: Yep.
0: What Weber, talk to us about just you're working on this to try to make the right deal for everybody involved as part of the PJ Tour policy board. Um don't want you to tell us anything you can't tell us, but what can you tell us y'all are working on and are you optimistic?
2: Yeah, so kind of high level big picture. Yasser loves team golf. Um, you know, could we all play together again one day and implement team golf? Well, the The majority of the PJ Tour has to remain individual tournaments. That's what the tour is built on, built around. We have one team event a year, essentially, the President's Cup or Ryder Cup. But if we did enter into an agreement with Yasser um, down the road, could we do team golf? Could it be international series, team golf, September through December? You know, FedEx Cup has put hundreds of millions of dollars into the PGA tour. We got to keep that as our crown jewel late August. So January through August, PGA tour as we know it. Um, and then can we put put all great players from around the world together for a series of international team play in the biggest markets? Um, but you know, this, the, the news is out there. We've taken on a minority investor in the PGA tour. We're super excited about that. Um, we have kind of the who's who in the sports and business world together coming in, um, amazing, accomplished businessmen who believe in the PJ Tour, not just because they love golf, but because they think it's a market where they can get a big return on their money. And that is going to affect PJ Tour players as a whole, very positively, from purse sizes to um, equity shares been mentioned. Um, we are the first sport if we get this deal done. In history, where players own uh, shares, equity shares of their league, never happened before. Um, so I think, in light of kind of the bad news of John Rom and the consideration of other players potentially going to live, there's a ton of great news right now that we're really excited about. So we're kind of like holding our breath for the next month, but we're also really excited and thankful for this investor uh, who believes in the PJ Tour. Yeah, I- obviously
0: we want to underpromise and overdeliver, but mm-hmm. do you think? there's path forward to getting everybody playing together again on individual tours like that January to August that you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Um, And if so, what do you think potential timeline is on that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Like this
1: December 31st 31st timeline seems like it's coming fast. It doesn't seem like we've made a lot of progress.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we could do a deal or we could ink this deal with a minority investor as soon as December 31st, worst case early January, mid January. Now in terms of doing a deal, Uh, with piff like we haven't decided yet you know i think it makes a lot of sense to to come to an agreement with them or do a deal with them um but i think william my thought has changed it's going to be hard to get the membership's thought to change on bringing these guys back because here's the deal if you own equity share in pj tour enterprises and you don't have brooks kepka bryson dechambeau phil mickelson bubba watson um, well, they come back and they're part of that. Your equity shares just got more valuable. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be very hard conversations, I think, with a lot of players. Um, and I, I get how they feel. They don't want them back. You know, if they come back too easily, they're going to feel like, man, they got their cake and ate it too. You know, they got paid by live. Now they're back, no penalty. Sure, there's going to be penalties, but we have to think long term here what's best for the PGA tour, not what's best for me individually or them individually what's best for the pga tour which it's gonna be hard but um we'll see yeah that's why i feel like
1: it, right now it feels like a license to go to live because you are going to be able to get your large sum of money and then you can come back and play the pga tour with essentially no penalty that's what it feels like like yep. well this is crazy Yep. exactly
0: yeah well weber we're praying for you as you're in that room, helping to make those decisions. Thank you. Thanks for your hard work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another guy in that room is Tiger Woods, and we're not going to talk about his role on the policy board today, but we are going to talk about him back in action at the PNC father, son, or parent child tournament coming up this weekend, playing with his boy, Charlie. Um, When you guys see those two on TV next to each other, what do you think?
1: Man, like so cool that they have this amazing connection. Obviously it's good for golf that, you know, Tiger's raising a cub. You know that that is all in on golf and plays really well. Has an incredible golf swing and has tons of potential.
2: Yeah, I feel like whenever Tiger's on TV, I want to. You know, he's gone through so many swing changes and he's had different swings. I'm always like, man, if, if I hadn't seen his swing in a while, I want to see it. What's he? What's he doing? How's he? How fast is he hitting it? So I'll watch a yeah. little bit for sure.
0: It's even though he didn't play very well a couple of weeks ago at the Hero, it sounded like. He was really moving the golf ball. Like he was mm-hmm. swinging fast. It looked like he drove it great. It was kind of fun. Yep. He is
2: enormous. <laughs>
1: He's <is> big. <laughs> He's so big right now. His arms, his upper body, <laughs> so big.
2: Um, he is.
0: Well, who who are you boys picking for the uh, for the parent child? You know, we're we're really limping to the end of the year. When we're making picks for the father son tournament. But let's <laughs> <laughs> let's make our picks.
2: All right, I'm going to pick uh Steve Stricker and uh his daughter, I believe it's Bobby, is playing with him. So, I love that uh team right is, there.
0: It's actually it his Izzy? daughter is is Izzy. I get yeah.
2: It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Real confident, and you know, oh, it, you know, sorry. Bobby's a
0: better putter than Izzy. Izzy's yeah. a good ball striker, but she struggles around the greens. <laughs> I mean,
2: I don't think Izzy's listening. But if you are Izzy, I'm sorry. Uh, they're both great players. So I got, I got the strickers We'll just keep it at I that. I think they're sponsored by Columbus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh!
1: All right, so I'll take, uh, I'll take my boys Stewie Stewie Sink. You got a dripping my okay. Stewie Stewie sink. Uh they always seem to play well there. He rotates, I think, back and forth between the boys. All right. I, I don't I, know if he's got Connor or Reagan, but I'm in. He's got Reagan. Okay. Uh I should probably pick
0: uh Justin Thomas if they're playing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the, the Woodses. I'm gonna go with Tiger. Mm, okay. This feels right. Um all right. Before we jump into uh our Bible time today, just wanted to Invite the listeners to pray for us. Weber is having 50 boys sleep on his floor this coming weekend. Uh, all college golfers come into his house for three days uh, to have a bunch of fun, but also to explore what it looks like to know and follow Jesus. So,
2: mm-hmm. um, and, and Willie's teaching. William Kane is the teacher, so he's got four sessions to get through, um, which will be really, really fun to listen to.
0: Yep. So pray that God would advance the gospel uh, through that. And then also Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns are doing the same thing in Texas this weekend. So um, if you got a heart for young people, just pray that the Lord would move at those events. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, boys, Benji, you haven't given us any Christmas music recommendation yet. So before we jump in, give us one Christmas music recommendation to stir the hearts of our listeners.
1: Okay. Um- what
0: you listening to?
1: I love and Shane's uh, Christmas album, and their version of Breath of Heaven is just absolutely worshipful to me. So it's basically Mary um, praying, and so I just wanted to read you a couple lines from it. I've traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a babe inside. Holy Father, you have come and chosen me to carry your son. I am waiting in a silent prayer. I am frightened. By the, land, uh, the load I bear. In a world as cold as stone, must I walk this path alone? Be with me now, breath of heaven, hold me together. Just love that. Um, come on, bud. Just like gets me in the, wow. Just, just such a reminder of who Jesus is, what, mm. he's, what he's come for, what he's done. And just like you look back and you're like, man, this is a real event in human history. I love that Yeah. Let's go.
0: Perfect transition into our time in the Word. We're doing an Advent series that we're calling What Child Is This? Um, And our hope is um, to wonder and marvel and stand in awe of God as we prepare our hearts for Christmas. And so we're asking, who is the baby in the manger? Who, Who is he? Why is it such a big deal? And to answer that question, we've been looking at the introduction to John's gospel, where John gives Jesus... Three different titles, three different names, names that show us who He is. And so in the last couple of weeks, we've seen that Jesus is the Word. He's the one who communicates what God's like. He is the light, the one who reveals God. And today, we'll see John be even clearer when he tells us that Jesus is also God the Son. So, Webb, if you'll pray for our time of the Word, and then, Ben, you can read John 1, 1 to 18.
2: Okay. Lord, thank you for another day, another podcast. Thank you for the listeners taking time out of their day or night to listen. Um, Lord, you always meet us where we are. So I pray that everyone listening will be encouraged and challenged and convicted. um, Lord, to follow you, to uh, just bank on your righteousness, your goodness, your grace, that they would feel the love you have for them and what you offer them. Uh, Lord, for William and Ben, and I may we see the text clearly and understand it clearly and communicate it clearly. May we decrease and you increase, um, mm-hmm. Father. We're thankful for this season. So I pray that our hearts are softened and moldable uh, by you, the uh, the one true God. So Lord, let us mm-hmm. see Jesus as He is, as the Son in this text. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right, as William often says. There's
1: nothing more important we're going to do in our day than read or listen to the Word. So here we go. Um, John 1, 1-1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made
0: him known. Great. Okay. So let's, let's pick up in verse 14. We've looked at at most of what this has said about Jesus up until that point. So we're picking up in verse 14 this week. It's a big
1: time Christmas verse. What does verse 14 say? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. Okay. So the first thing that we're told
0: is that the word became flesh. So let's just do a quick review
2: on the Word. What what were we told about the Word in verses 1 and 2? Sorry, I'm pulling it up. 1 and 2, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So in the beginning, we have this, this one who's with God and he is God. Mm-hmm. He made everything. And so when you put all that together, you have this eternal personal God who is the second person of the Trinity. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago. And what are we told about this word here in verse 14? He became a man. He became flesh. Yes. He, he came down to dwell among us, <clears throat> literally to tabernacle among us. It's the same word that um, is used for the tabernacle in the Old Testament. The, God has come to dwell among in our midst. That's what was happening in the baby that was born in the manger at the first Christmas. And just as God's glory was concentrated in that Old Testament tabernacle, just like his glory shone forth from there, what does John tell us about this word in the middle part of verse 14?
1: So it says that he's dwelt among us and that we have seen his glory. Glory is the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth.
0: Yes, we have seen his glory. That word, he became flesh. And John says that he and his buddies who were with him, he says, we've seen his glory. Mm -hmm. Um, When John says we've seen his glory, what do you think he's saying? What what is glory in this
1: context? We've we've talked about, you know, Michael Jordan or, or Tiger, you know, like you can see them, but to like, see what they can do is you start to see like what they've been made for like where they're gifted
2: Mm -hmm. what they're really
1: like yeah Yeah. so you see like when you're talking about god's glory you start to go you know you see through this verse oh my gosh he's full of grace and truth which is you know inconceivable and but he's but he's also the creator the sustainer um the one who's good. So you you start to understand that God's glory is like encompassing mm-hmm. the meat of who he is, which is, I don't know, indescribable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. When when
0: when John talks about the glory of Jesus here, he's talking about about God going public, right? Of him revealing who he is, of him putting his greatness on display, of him shining forth himself. And I, I love that Tiger Woods Comparison. It's it's one thing for me to tell you, hey, Tiger Woods is great. It's another thing even for Tiger Woods to walk past you in the locker room and think, oh man, there's Tiger. Okay. But let me tell you when you see his glory. When you're sitting on the 16th green at Augusta National Mm -hmm. with three holes to play, and he hits that dirty little chip that goes up the (laughs) hill and slowly rolls in. You're like, oh my goodness, that's what he can do. Or when you see him on the 18th green at Tory with a broken leg make that putt to go into a playoff. Now he's putting who he is on display. Yep. Um, John is saying, that's what we saw of Jesus when he came to the world. We have seen his glory. We have seen God shine forth, put who he is on display. And how does he describe that glory back there in verse 14? Glory as
2: of the only son from the father.
0: Yes. So... Here's our third and final title for Jesus in this intro to John's gospel. We saw Jesus is the Word. He communicates who God is and how we can experience His salvation. He's the light. He shows us, He reveals or illuminates who God is and how we can experience His salvation. And now we see He is the Son. He is the one who shows forth God's glory. Um, Why do you think John would call Jesus the Son?
1: A good son is someone who um, is like the father. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Y'all, y'all ever heard that phrase? Man, he's the
0: spitting image of his daddy. Right. 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 He, he, he shows what his daddy is like. And Honestly, I love the timing of this episode because we're going to see it in this PNC Challenge this weekend. What is 100% indisputed the number one talking point of the entire PNC Challenge going to be this weekend? How Tiger much Charlie,
2: uses. yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. They made such a big deal last year. Look at the way he leans on his putter and crosses his leg on the greens. Look at the way he <laughs> walks in putts or spins his club, you know, the little twirl, the club twirl. Like that, everybody is starving to see connections. Yes. Because they've seen, like you said, they've seen Tiger's glory. And could we see it again in his son? Wow. Yes. Well, well said.
0: Yes. Charlie is more like Tiger than anyone else on the planet, right? Right. And and so it is with Jesus, the son, right? The son reveals his father. He shares the values of his father. He shares the character of his father. He shares the priorities of his father. He handles the affairs of his father. As the son, Jesus reveals what the father is like. Right, He's the spitting image of his father. We've already kind of talked about this, but I just want to show you this in a couple other passages because the New Testament, New Testament is profoundly clear about this. So Weber, if you would read Colossians 1, 15 to 17, and then verse 19, and then Ben, I'll have you go to Hebrews 1 here in just a minute. Okay. Um, but we want to see who who the baby in the manger is. Let's see how Paul describes Jesus in Colossians 1.
2: All right. He says... He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together for in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Hmm. Okay. So what's the idea that Paul's communicating here? Uh, You want to know who God is? Look to Jesus. And by the way, it's a little nod to John 1, what we're reading. Like everything exists because of him, created through him, by him. And by the way, he's not done there. All things in him hold together. Um, Yes. And I love that last verse 19. God was pleased to dwell. The fullness of God was pleased to dwell in him.
1: Yeah, I think about like the baby in the manger. What child is this? For in Mm. him, in Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. That's it.
0: Guys, shouldn't this shock us? (laughs) The one who created the universe and sustains it is the one who entered human history at Bethlehem. I mean, he.
2: Go ahead, Webb. It's the best. No. And you might be going here later, but I mean. Colossians two nine makes me think like this is a miracle, and another miracle is that Colossians two nine uh, for the fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him. Is that right, mm-hmm. William? Yeah. Like we have been filled in that same deity, which is mm. wild. Yes. Yeah.
0: He wants to come and dwell in us. We're going <laughs> to see this in the next episode. It's crazy. Um, okay, we see the same idea in Hebrews one. Uh, Verse 1 through the first part of verse
1: 3. Ben, read those verses for us. Long ago, at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power.
0: Okay. So again,
1: as it regards the baby in the manger, what do we see here about his identity? <laughs> this is the one whom God put forward and he is fully God and fully man. And the like that radiance of his glory, the exact imprint of God's nature and he the mm. universe. It's just such a powerful, astonishing verse. Yes. Yes. I mean
2: Dave Owen. We keep going back to Dave Owen, but one time he was at my house explaining this verse to my kids. And and he told my kids to put their hand over their mouth and blow on it as hard as they could. And he's like, you know, that's as powerful as we got. But, you know, he's upholding the universe by that, by his breath. Yes. Infinite power.
0: No doubt. Yeah. So the baby in the manger is the creator and ruler of the universe. He is almighty God become man. He is God the Son, the one who shines forth God's glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father. He shows us what God is like because he is fully and completely God. That's who came, okay? But check this out. Ben already kind of got us there. I love how just your eye is so trained (laughs) to see what you need to see. Um, Jesus didn't come just to shine forth God's glory in his greatness and in his power. If we go back there to John 1, he also, and maybe even primarily came to reveal God's glory in his grace and in his truth. Mm. Look there the last phrase of verse 14. How does it describe the Son?
1: Full of grace and truth. Full of grace
0: and truth. Okay, so let's just review what we already know.
2: What is Grace. Grace is um, getting what we don't deserve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's God's favor, his love, his generosity, mm-hmm. his kindness aimed at people who don't deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. It is his unstoppable free blessing to his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus Christ, this one who came, if you want to know what he's like, here's what he's like he's full of grace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. He's also full of truth. What's truth?
1: Mm-hmm. I like to think of truth as, as we've looked at Jesus is the light, right? Exposes and illuminates. um, And when you illuminate a room that is dark, you get what is really there. You get reality. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that, um, truth is as as God um, is showing us the world is really like.
0: Good. Yeah, truth is something that is in accordance with reality. That's perfect. Truth tells it like it is. Shows us how things are. We have to have both. You got to have grace, and you got to have truth, right? Let's just think about it logically for a minute. If we have truth, or sorry, if we if we have grace but not truth, what's our predicament? A
2: lot of love, but no no growth. um, No no dealing with. The the full reality of what's in us, what's around us. Um, Yeah, no opportunity to learn from mistakes, uh, no aim or goal for the future. So, yes, feels good at first.
0: Go, yeah, go. Yeah, exactly.
2: It feels good. It feels safe. You know, Uh, we're not offended. It's kind of like a warm blanket, Um, but it's missing something that we all yes. need.
0: Yes. When we have grace and not truth, we're just playing games, right? Mm-hmm. We're escaping reality, and one way when we stand before God, it's not going to end well for us. And and lots of people seek to live this way, mm-hmm. like, as if they can determine their own truth or ignore truth altogether. But that does not end well because it ignores God and it mm-hmm. ignores reality. Mm. Okay. What happens if we have truth but no grace? What's we're the con- problem
1: there? We're condemned. We, we see the truth, but we can't align with it because we're sinners. And therefore, we cannot be with God. A hundred percent. Okay.
0: And what you just said, Ben, is I think why John brings up Moses in verse 17. Okay. What does he say in verse 17?
1: For the law was given through
0: Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Okay, it's it's always made me wonder. Why does he go to Moses right here? Now, certainly his Jewish readers, he would have a a mixed audience, and his Jewish readers would have related to God based on this law. Um, But how did the law function? What does the law give us? It it just tells us that we're sinners and we can't we can't keep it. Yes, we can't measure up. It gives us truth, but no grace. Mm -hmm. Right? Paul says in Romans chapter two verse twenty that in the law is the embodiment of knowledge and truth. Mm -hmm. Now, it's really good to have truth, Mm -hmm. but what we see is when we only have truth and no grace, we're on the wrong side of that truth. Like Ben said, we're condemned. Mm -hmm. We have to have grace and truth. And here's what we have in Jesus Christ. Here's where God's glory shines forth. He gives us both grace and truth. Come on. Um, Now, let's just think about it in terms of the cross, okay? Okay. How do we see, because we know from Matthew chapter one, the angel, when he announces uh, to Joseph, he says, and you'll call his name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. Mm-hmm. So the baby was being born to die. That's clear, yeah. clear as day. How do we see grace and truth perfectly meet at the cross?
1: We see grace because he was dying the death that we should have died. Amen. And so it's like. Grace upon grace, unmerited favor aimed at us people. And we see truth because our sin was so bad. There had to be blood shed, And mm. the only blood that's worthy would be God's, the perfect son of God. And so God crushed him for us. And that is truthful. It is sad, mm. but it's the, it was the only way. So we see grace and truth meet. Mm. Yes. And there we find salvation. And if
0: you want to know where God's glory shines forth the brightest, Mm -hmm. it is right there in that moment. When this baby who was born in Bethlehem, who is the one who upholds the universe by the word of his power, he is the one who holds all things together. He is the radiance of the glory of God Mm -hmm. and the exact imprint of his nature. And he came to die. He came to show God's truth that sin is sinful and God is holy and God must deal with it. And he came to extend God's grace to say sinners like you and me can be welcomed back to God the Father. You want to know what God's like? Well, the Son is the spitting image of the Father, and this is what God cares about. And that's just what we see in verse 18. right? What's verse 18 say?
2: Verse 18 says, No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known.
0: Okay. Just like the word, Jesus, the word communicates, here's what God's like. Here's how you get salvation. Just like the light, Jesus, the light reveals, here's what God's like. Here's how you get salvation. Now, Jesus, the son, he shows us, here is your God full of grace and truth. Come to him and find salvation. Mm, amen. This is, this is who God is. Um, all right. Now, as we close out the episode... Thinking about that baby in the manger, God the Son. Um, I think it's fitting. We're in the Gospel of John. We're using this God the Son language. I think it's fitting to close it out with the most famous verse in the Gospel of John, maybe the most famous verse in the world, um, because it talks about God giving the Son. Right. Mm-hmm. We are in the season of free gifts, and this is the best gift ever. And so, what is John three sixteen? Say in relation to our topic today.
1: For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yes. So, why does God
0: give his son that first Christmas?
1: Because he loved the world so much. Mm. Yes.
0: Because he yep. loved
1: the world so much. He
0: sees us stranded in our sin. He sees that law condemning us, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, no, no, no. I have a gracious gift. I'm going to give my son. And what we're going to see in the next episode is what we see at the end of verse 16. Whoever believes in him, Mm -hmm. right? Not whoever does better, whoever tries harder, whoever cleans up. No, no, no.
2: Whoever
0: believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's it. So, fellas, as we we close out this episode, considering Jesus as the Son, what final thoughts or encouragements do you want to give to our listeners as they consider Christ during this Christmas season?
1: No matter what gifts you give in light of the season, no matter how many great stocking gifts and great meals you eat with your family, there is no gift like this like that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place on that cross. And that's the baby in the manger. And we should celebrate that. And we should teach our children that. And we should remind ourselves of that truth, that God came to save us through his son. Yes. And next week, we are going to get into what you just started
0: talking about, Ben. We're going to look at how we respond to this good news, that Jesus is the word and the light and the son. So thanks for Amen. listening to the Bible Caddy podcast. If you've got questions about Jesus, we'd love to hear hear from you. You can email us at BibleCaddy at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the socials under the handle at Bible Caddy. We'll be back next week in our series, What Child Is This? Until then, let's get into the Word and let the Word get into us.